be really open-minded and be an explorer. Try to understand on a daily basis what's going on in the world and put your thoughts afterwards to it, not before. You're listening to Digital Surfing and my name's Darren Smith. My guest this week is Amsel Alihadzik, the Global Head of Marketing for DQS. Amsel was born in Bosnia but grew up in Germany. He's a philosophy graduate and he had dreams to become a writer. And then he got started in digital marketing in 2011. Amsel has a wealth of experience combining websites for global companies where they had regional websites and everything comes into a single website. He's got a wealth of experience when it comes to writing and he shares all of this with us today on Digital Surfing. I'm so welcome to the show. So good to have you here. Thank you very much, Darren. Thank you. Let's get started with some real, real basics. For the listeners today, can you give us a bit of your background? Who are you? What is your kind of experience and so on? Okay. All the history part or just what I'm doing at the moment? <laughs> go back a few years. Don't go back to when you were starting to ride your bicycle. Not quite that Excellent. far. Okay. okay. Um, my name is Amsal. I'm born in Bosnia, but I'm living in Germany since 30 years. So I was raised here, uh, was studying philosophy, German literature, and religious studies as well. And um, after that, I decided to, to be a writer, to be a journalist. I worked for an agency for five years. And then I realized, okay, that's not the thing which is really catching me. And at that time, the Apple iPhone, for example, was invented. So all the digital marketing stuff uh, were coming into reality. Let's, let's say like that. And this catching my uh, attention. And I started to do run Boolean operators. So searching the internet uh, for specific keywords to find mentions for specific companies and so on that, that I can write my newsletter about. And this is how it all started. So now I am the global head of digital marketing at DQS. DQS is a certification body. So we they certify other companies on the ISO norms. So they mm-hmm. take care that the quality is respected in that company from the business perspective, not from the products. So they, that they have specific norms implemented in the company rules and so on. And I took the challenge to transform the company into a digital one. So this, this was my mission. And I did that already before I joined this company because I worked for a law firm, a global law firm for seven years. And I did the same. I did that for the global law firm. So I relaunched two times a global website and implemented social media strategies, website strategies, web strategies, and so on. So that's why it's all about challenges in, in life, right? So now I'm 41. I think there, are, there will be some other challenges as well from the business perspective as well. Yeah. Thinking about scale and size, like yeah. DKS, you say global, but like how many countries do you operate in? Yeah, more than 60 countries. The biggest ones are Germany and uh, USA. So from the amount. So in Germany, we have four subsidiaries, for example. Germany, because it all started in Germany in 1985. So 37 years ago because some German companies wanted to have factories in other countries with the same quality. So that's why DQS, the Q stands for quality. And at that time, it was more like a governmental office, right? It was not built like a company. It was really just to ensure that the specific quality norms are respected also in other countries. And that's how it all started. And yeah, 60 countries, more than 60 countries, 
but the main focus is still Germany and the US. Okay, so I want to dig into that, but let's pin that for for a moment because because I think the audience would find that kind of managing marketing from a global perspective, some, there's some interesting insights that you could probably share there. But before we go there and just spending a little bit more time on yourself as an individual, you know, you mentioned now in your overview and your background how you studied philosophy, you wanted to be a writer, you worked in an agency. And also kind of in planning this interview today, you were telling me that one of your productivity hacks is writing. Mm-hmm. Like yes. how does philosophy, wanting to be a writer and a productivity hack of being a writer, how does that all fit together? That's a very good question. Actually, writing is communication, right? So you would like to tell a story. You would like to let someone know about your world. And marketing is following the same rules. It's trying to tell the story of someone or of somebody like a company to the outside people, right? If you look at the internet, we have, I think, more than 4 billion websites in the entire internet. It could be even more. I think that that was the latest stat I, I was reading. 4 billion websites. So this means there are 4 billion ways of telling a specific story, right? So it's it's a crowd. It, it's not like we are sitting at the table and there are only five, six people and they try to talk to each other. So we have to scream. You have to really have a nice story where someone is listening to it. Mm-hmm. So, and you have to have the right story. You have to write, to use the right words. I'm not saying keywords, to use the right words to attract the people who are looking for, for these stories. Yeah. So that's why I think that there is a connection, definitely. And how does that relate to productivity in particular? Writing is it's not just words. It's like drawing something, right? So you, you try to draw a specific world. And marketing is also very visual. It's not just writing. So it's, it's about images. You have to provide the text on the website. So website is just images and text. Sometimes videos, but videos is just also images which are moving and nothing else. And then you have music when you use videos, for example. So you try to attract the person with all the perception we have as a human being. So it's it's the eyes, it's the ears. It's still very limited, but we are very mind-focused as human beings. So therefore, we are looking for stories. And when it comes to productivity, we have to provide different entrances, different doors for the people to know you, to know what you are trying to tell them and what you are offering to them. You used an impressive word when we were talking before, and I think it's a neuronal connection. Is that what you're talking about now, making that connection between a story coming from different angles and in different formats? Is that what that is? Exactly. As a company, for example, you have to have specific rules. You have to have specific ideas which you are trying to transform and to tell the people, right? So why should the people choose DQS instead of a competitor, for example? Why should they do that? So you need to tell them the story, which is not really business related, right? So because all of the certified bodies do the same job at the end, right? So certifying the companies in the same way. So they are also respecting the same rules, the ISO norms. So therefore, why should I choose DQS, for example? Um, you need to tell the people what DQS is or any other company and what is the difference to, to the competitors, for example. So therefore, it's all about writing. It's all about communication at the end and transforming the, the story to the people. And you, you have different tools to do it. It could be writing. It has to be visual. But it has to attract not just their minds, but also the emotions, right? 
You have to catch them as human beings, not as mind-oriented people. Okay, yeah, really, really interesting. Um, So looking at the industry as a whole, if you could name one of the biggest challenges that we're facing today, what do you think that is? And you mean not just from a marketing perspective, you mean from a general standpoint? Marketing, digital, what what is the industry having challenges with at the moment? I think the focus... We are losing focus at the moment. We are really looking at what is a trend and we, we are trying to keep it a trend uh, from marketing spoken. And I think with the business, it's the same. We are not really focused on the long term. We are just really focused on, on, on the short term when it comes to business, to income, when it comes to attracting people and so on. And when we talk about quality, this is not quality, right? So we are, I'm trying to, to, to be an influencer, Right, and I'm trying to just attract the people in the short span they have, an interesting span, and the interesting span is just seconds at the moment. I think five years ago we talked about the goldfish generation because yeah. the uh, interesting span of the goldfish is around nine seconds, and the human beings had at that time eight seconds of interesting span. So that's why the, all the YouTube ads were around five to seven seconds, and then you could click them away. And this has changed. So five years later, the interesting span is even shorter than than eight seconds. So just look at the TikTok videos. It's all about five, six seconds, right? So and then the next one is is is, is showing. So so there is no quality. It's always just attracting visitors for five to six seconds. This is it. So how do companies get that right? I mean, like you've literally you've got to understand your audience, your persona so right. well. If you've got to get their attention in five seconds, are people really understanding, are marketers really taking the effort to understand that consumer? Are they able to get the insights that they need? Or is all of that just getting ignored and people are just assuming what people want in five seconds? Yeah, I I think most of the people are still following the marketing funnel, which is wrong in my opinion. So they still use the very old AIDA model. That's what we learn here in Germany, which is attention, interest, desire, action. So you have to attract them first. You have to grab the attention from them. And then they will show interest. Then they will have a desire and then they will buy your product. And so it was all about that. And still, um, when we look at, at marketing at the moment, they're still doing the same job as 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, which is wrong in my opinion. All the video ads are built in the same way. And this is not really successful in my opinion. It's just maybe good for B2C business, but for B2B definitely not because the marketing funnel is not working anymore, especially in the B2B sector, uh, because the people are free now. They do not need to see the ads to know what they need. And with certification, for example, the people are looking directly for the certifications themselves when they have the desire to have these certifications. But the desire is not coming from an ad, it's coming from the business because a bigger company is telling them, if you want to work with us, you have to be certified in cybersecurity, for example. Otherwise, I cannot work with you. So it's done differently. That's why the people are looking for for, for these words and they are the ones who are going to your company to get in touch with you. The model that you mentioned that you do believe in is the see, think, do, care model yeah. framework. Yeah. What is the framework? How does it work? And how do you use it? I think this model is much more modern than all the other marketing funnel models. So it's, it was built by Avinash Kaushik. 
he's a Google ambassador, so to say. I think he started to work for Google 15 years ago or even more. And he's an analytics guy. He's not a marketing guy at all. He was analyzing all the data, all the search and everything. And he realized that the marketing funnel is uh, not working anymore. The people just search when they are in a specific mode, right? So uh, see, think, you care is the model he came up with. Uh, because there are people who are in the C phase. So they are just looking around. They don't have any motivation to do anything with the information. They, they just want to look up like Wikipedia. So Wikipedia is not a shop, right? You, you don't go there to, to buy something. It's just to inform yourself about a specific item. So then you are in a specific mode. You are in the C mode. In the think mode, then you are thinking about maybe buying something or but still you are searching yourself you are looking for the information yourself and in the do phase you want to do something so you you look for a specific item you look for a specific product you look for a specific service so for example you have some health issues right and then you, you you're looking for a specific doctor who can help you then you are in the do phase because you need some help and you're looking who can help you this is exactly the model which is describing the specific moods of the, of the users, of the customers. And the care stage, the last one, is about the customers. So the people who already converted, who already contacted you, that you take care of them. Yeah. Mm. For all these people, it's good to have a website provide for all these specific people. But you need to know that your website is built like that. If you have a blog, for example, you do it for, for the people who are in the C phase. You are not doing that for, for the people who are in the do phase, for example. All right. So you, you mentioned websites there. It's probably a good segue for us. You've worked on uh, two projects now to take a bunch of regional websites and make one yes. big global website. I mean, like, that's a huge undertaking. I'm like, if you were to give us like the high level of what goes into that. Yeah, we relaunched a global website in May this year. And before that, so in April this year, we had 53 different websites globally. So almost every single country had their own website. And only in Germany, because we have four subsidiaries in Germany, we had four different websites in German language. And all of them used DQS, for example. And mo uh, mostly they used also the same keywords. So they were banalizing themselves, right? So they, they used the same energy. They put the same energy and effort into four different websites. And they were competitors from the Google perspective, right? They were competing on the same keywords and so on. And the idea was, which was the right idea, to combine all of the energy we have into one and work together as one global team. So this was already mind-blowing for everyone because they were not used to it. They were used to focus on the local market, focus on the market they are in. And uh, this is it. After three months, after the relaunch of the new website, we have already outreached the global impact or the global visitors when we combine all of the 53 websites globally. Yeah. You know, after every relaunch, the website visits, visits go down because Google needs to realize that there is a new website and, and it, that, that the old websites are redirecting to it. So we took care of the redirects that they were done correctly. So it took us around a month. And uh, after that, Google realized, oh, okay, uh, there is a new website and the old websites are not existing anymore. And uh, that's why the new website is performing much, much better. 
and it, and it is increasing on a daily basis. So you did this once for the legal company before, then for DQS. So what were the things that you did differently the second time around because you learned from the first time around? Yeah, the difference was we connected it directly to a marketing automation system and a CRM. So uh, when I did it with CMS, didn't do that. We just relaunched the website and we did all the lead generation locally. But at that time, we did it much better because we, we used HubSpot and you helped us with that as an uh, agency. We did it as from the beginning as a global tool. So we said, okay, we will have a global website. So we need a global tool which can help us to act as a CRM and to get in touch with all the customers who are coming from the website. And this was really the right approach. And we did it in record time. We started in January with HubSpot implementation and with the relaunch of the website in May, the CRM was done. So, yeah. I know some HubSpot features, obviously. So were you using the kind of page localization feature within HubSpot to switch between different countries and different languages? And were you just doing language switching or did you actually localize some of the content, maybe a different about us story from, I don't know, South Africa compared to Germany as an example? Uh, it's localized. It's not just uh, languages. So we have 17 time English uh, because we, we uh, localize it in for all the countries. So we have Indian English, we have Emirates English uh, and so on and so on. So we have more than, we have around 62 languages and countries we use at the moment. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about IT because now IT control servers and websites could, could fall yeah. under IT. Like, did they cause any roadblocks or any issues with this website project? Luckily not. So this time it was very good. The, the co-working with the IT was very good. Yeah. They were very helpful. Also with the redirects and everything, this was very smooth with, with the IT. Yeah. No issues so far. I know that you've had problems before with IT. Yes. Yeah. And like, were there no problems this time because you've worked out how to talk to IT teams to make them realize what marketing is trying to do? And what is that secret? Because I know lots of people want to know how can they convince their IT team to do more innovative things, use technology like HubSpot and so on. Yeah, IT is always process-based, right? They always think about processes. If I do that, so what, what, what kind of effect does it have on the other side and so on, right? And this time we think we, we talked in their language, so to say. And before I didn't do it and some other marketing colleagues didn't do it. For example, we wanted to have an app, a global app in the previous company. And I talked to all the agencies who could help us. I talked, I presented to management what we are going to do and what will, will it cost. And then everyone was on board. Everything was, was set. But the IT said, no, we are not going to do that <laughs> because I did not talk to them. Right. So I talked at the end to them and I did not realize that these steps need to be taken care of, for example, from the IT perspective. Yeah. And it was a bit also a personal thing because they, they felt like, okay, you did not talk to us from the beginning. So it was also of that. Yeah, I think that's really good advice to bring in yeah. IT as early as possible into the discussion. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So ending off with some advice from yourself, like you've had a 
career now in digital and marketing, working with global companies. What is one thing that you've learned along the way that you think everybody should learn? I think you need to be open. You need to be really reading the numbers and you need to, it's really tough to be open, right? As a human being, you are used to have specific manners, right? So for example, if you start your day with the coffee, you're used to it, to do it every day and so on. And with business, it's the same. If you do something for 10, 20 years, you're getting used to it because you're a human being and that's why you need some organization around your life, right? But understanding the user, you have to be open every time. You need to be an explorer, right? So you have to read the stats with the free mind, without any perceptions you had before. And you have to leave out your experience because otherwise you cannot read your numbers, right? Otherwise you will always have something in mind and then you read the numbers and say, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I assumed. And then it gets boring. You're losing your audience because you're not reading the numbers, right? You're still doing the blue or the red, you're using the marketing, which was criticized 20 years ago, for some marketing, just a cost factor. They just talk about the colors of something and so on. But marketing is not that anymore. If you talk about digital marketing, digital marketing, uh, we talk about that because we have now some numbers and we need to read these numbers correctly. So my advice would be be really open-minded and be an explorer. Try to understand on a daily basis, what's going on in the world and put your thoughts afterwards to it, not before. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think um, yeah, we've seen the world change massively in the last yeah. two months. People consume content differently. People work remotely. People yeah, have completely changed. And uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I see it every day. People uh, or companies still marketing in old ways. And even yeah. employers in old ways and they're wondering why they're not retaining talent yeah the old way is the companies are trying to outsmart the user right so trying to be smarter than the user saying i will tell you only the thing you need to know right <laughs> and this is not working anymore because i can find everything on internet uh, if i'm diving deep into it i can find everything so and there is no company which is completely free of any negative comments and so on, right? So therefore, you can find it. And, and that's why you should never outsmart the people. Give them exactly what they need. Uh, be open-minded and try to implement a seamless customer experience, which means everyone should be able to access everything on every platform he is using. So if it is a mobile device, if it is a desktop device, if it is a phone or whatever, right? So the, the user should be able to choose the right device and the, uh, the right platform and access everything what is related to him. So this, this is the main goal regarding a business nowadays. Don't try outsmart people. I right. love that. I absolutely love that. Let's leave it on that note. Thank you so much for joining us today on Digital Surfing. It was a great pleasure finding out a little bit more about yourself and your career. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. 